0: Welcome to the I Am A Health Visitor podcast. My name's Amy. And I'm Jenny. And you're listening to the first podcast recording session since we launched officially. Um, Yay! Yeah, which was really exciting. Really exciting, yes. And we're so happy we've had so much really positive feedback, so thank you so much to everyone. Yeah. Um, but we've loads had loads of love, haven't yeah, we? Over 400 downloads. Yeah, yeah. Which is... Unbelievable, I mean, yeah. <laughs> considering we're targeting an audience of about what are we, 9,000, 10,000? Yeah, in to total, 10, yeah. In total, um, that's brilliant. Thank yeah. you so much. And please do, you yeah, know, recommend us, yeah, in team meetings. Show everyone how to download podcasts and things, yeah, you know, do whatever you can to uh, broaden our audience, would be amazing, definitely. And, um, subscribe on your podcast app of choice, and, um, oh yeah leave us a review or whatever it is people ask you to do when they're on their podcast that would be fabulous so today we're going to talk about something which I am green with envy about (laughs) the CPHVA conference which was a few weeks ago in Cardiff um unfortunately only one of us got to go yes and Amy was very sad about it oh but but I'm excited to hear all about it yeah so it was Brilliant. Um, it was actually the third year that I've gone. I've been very, very fortunate, very, very um, understanding husband who <laughs> has uh, let me self-fund for three years running. Oh, wow. So, um, and this is actually my second year where I did do a presentation as well with the lovely Angela Lewis. Oh, wow. Um But I kind of wanted to talk a bit more about more generally what happens because I think it's one of those things where a lot of people haven't been to conference before. Yeah. And it is such an amazing um, place. You do end up coming away feeling a bit brighter and a bit kind of with a bit of a spring in your step. It is very good at helping to motivate and things. Um, And it's just really interesting meeting lots of health visitors from across the country. and so we That's had, good. and we had some amazing speakers. Um. So yeah, one of the first um big um presentations uh, was uh, John Ashworth who's the Shadow Secretary for Health. Ah, fabulous. um, uh, he was actually me and Angela's warm-up acts last year. (laughs) Um, That was an easy act to follow then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no pressure, no pressure at all. Um, (laughs) I've not actually told him that. I've not had a chance to meet him properly, speak to him. So uh, if that gets back to him, I apologise. I (laughs) apologise. But he um, is... So he's a father of young children himself. And is such a passionate supporter of health visiting oh, um, I think it was um, obviously partly due to uh, health visitors lobbying but also due to his own insight mm. that um, health visiting was mentioned really widely in the Labour manifesto um, for the election Um, Which is so frustrating that they only covered the sums and the maths and the economics rather than looking at the substance of the Labour Manifesto. Um, but he was um, very positive about you know what things that that he would be lobbying for that a Labour government would bring fantastic um, and really very supportive and he's actually been out with health visitors in his constituency great and is arranging to go out with school nurses in the constituency as well fantastic so he is real kind of hands-on, understanding about it and things. Great, that's um, what we need, isn't it? A yeah, bit of kind of definitely, political support. And... definitely. And interestingly, um, yeah, the, the, the rest of that morning, there were two speakers, one about um, uh, John Karnacan, who was talking about uh, the evidence for early intervention. Okay. And we also had um, Professor Mark Bellis talking about the impact of um, adverse childhood Experiences. experiences, okay, and both of those kind of quite neatly followed on because I mean, Jonathan has been quite open about having an alcoholic father, okay, and the sort of impact that had yeah. on his family and things. So it's was, it's was quite an interesting sort of the way that actually segwayed, led, in. segwayed yeah. in things um so the session on early intervention was very good that um john's actually a policeman, a retired policeman oh, okay. um and so was coming at it from the point of view of criminality Prevention. and yeah i mean yeah. he's a he's a roughy tufty glaswegian <laughs> uh and fantastic yeah you know, kind of talking about proper yeah you know, if you ever watch Taggart, talk about murder <laughs> and yeah he literally he was saying i had to stop myself from laughing when he said it because it did sound just like an episode of (laughs) Taggart. but he was explaining how it was very obvious that the guys who were involved in this had come from this sort of uh, you know sort of had had such adversity Mm. in their childhood in their lives in their surroundings Mm. and about how that all impacted in and really kind of clear Mm. signposts as to where we are with early intervention where we need to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was very interesting. And um, Mark Bellis with the talk about ACEs. Mm. Um, I think there is a, a lot of work going on particularly in Wales around this at the moment. Uh, there's some really interesting little uh, animations yes I've seen that them. we can yeah. we'll link to in the blurb for this yeah um which are, so again just really highlight the early intervention very clear yeah. yeah and I mean the stats on the sort of effect on health is alarming isn't is it really yeah. alarming I mean I actually um if you're on Twitter at all if you look up hashtag cphva 17 Mm. um i i went a bit twitter mad on (laughs) um at the conference i always do um and myself and others were tweeting a lot about sort of the different talks and things and there's a few of the um i managed to take pictures of a few of his slides and um sort of tweet them and it's like looking at yeah if you've had i think this i start something like if you've had three adverse Mm. childhood experiences Mm. that can be experiencing domestic violence Mm. parental alcohol abuse parental poor mental health yeah yeah then you've got like 40 percent yeah more uh, a higher risk of physical health problems it's so sad isn't it and And so true to what we know in practice you know we're experiencing this every day and health visitors will be identifying with that I should imagine and it's one of those interesting especially even in my background in children's A&E yeah you would see it you would see these like families who there was always something going on and the parents weren't in good health and especially because I did do With my nurse Practitioning I did do a bit Of the adult side As well Yeah And it was alarming When you look into sort of Yeah The family histories And things Or seeing families That you recognise From Peds And seeing the adults And getting more Of an idea Of what their Medical history And social history is And yeah It just really Brought home to you How important Our role is And how vital A role we have Yeah It sounds really Important I mean it's um, it's a similar when I was at the Maternal Mental Health Alliance conference uh, a few weeks ago we also had a presentation it was quite heavily focused on childhood trauma yes. and kind of intergenerational transmission of trauma um, and there's a very interesting a few very interesting presentations about ACEs and um, and I think it's something that we kind of need to be very aware of in our practice and I think yeah. most health visitors are to be yeah. honest yeah um, I mean I think i mean when we look back to i mean obviously we trained at the the same place Mm. but our child um protection module yeah um really brought home about you know the the kind of constellation of vulnerabilities yeah Yeah. yeah. and the trigger trio or the toxic trio whatever it's called um as sort of really illuminating and the research around that is just so um obvious and so sort of definite as to uh what we need to do so it sounds like there was a real kind of focus at the cphva conference on kind of early intervention the importance of the first the first morning was actually it's a really wide range i mean the the motto of the um of the conference this year was to energize educate and empower oh wow um and i think it actually did do all of those so i was gonna say that's quite a big target isn't it no completely especially in this context like nationally at the moment so good. what happens is after so there's i mean for those who've not been to crops before there's a kind of a big hall that you you gather in for your breaks and things and in there there's a poster ex- exhibition okay um where anyone can submit posters about projects that have been working on or research they've done and things mm, and there's also stands there So, I mean, unfortunately, there were still a couple of um, formula stands. Mm. But the notable thing I've seen over the last three years is how much they've shrunk in size. Okay. I mean, the first year I went, it was quite horrific how big the SMA stand was. It was a real kind of Main feature. Yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile, this year, it was notable that, um, I think it was SMA that was there. I can't even properly remember which formula company it was that was there. I think it was SMA. Um, But they had a stand no bigger than a lot of the charities had a stand. It was very under, very plain. And HIP were there. Now, HIP were quite sneaky. They were actually there promoting um, body wash and wipes and sort of skincare things that they were offering. But they were also giving out bags. And when you looked inside the bag, lo and behold, there was information about their formula. So it was a bit kind of under-the-counter Kind of but the majority but of stuff, majority was kind of stuff of there was actually things that health visitors would yeah, want to. Yeah, definitely, look at. definitely. So, and um, one of the uh, most interesting stands there, and some lovely ladies were um, the Childhood Tumor Trust, and they do. Um, you know, cafe au Lait birthmarks. Yes, yeah. Do you know the risks around them? Neurofibromatosis. Yes, yeah, so six or so more, isn't it? Five or more. Five. or And more. at risk of. So they are very involved. In fact, one of the, um, the ladies on the stand is actually a paediatric nurse herself, mm. and she and her children have uh, neurofibromatosis. Okay. Um, yeah, I've so looked after really, some children in yeah. my training that had neurofibromatosis. So it's raising awareness of, of that and just being aware that actually, you know, children, if they have five or more of these birthmarks, there is a risk that mm. they, can, they, they need, need to be monitored further because they mm. could have this. Um, and also, obviously, it often runs in families. Is being aware with mums who have who have NF to make sure they're aware to be um, extra vigilant, checking their breasts and things for lumps. Oh, okay. Because I hear they that. can sort of they can have a you know, they have a propensity to have these lumps. Yeah, that's And it's a that thing point. of yeah you know, not wanting to, to think oh it's just a, an NF lump or something or yeah but also. Sometimes yeah, there can be mums who aren't diagnosed with it until they have their own children. Yeah. And sort of notice these lumps coming up and things. So okay. um So it, that's a useful little tidbit, bit yeah, something for people yeah. to be aware of. And they're very active on Twitter and they've got a Facebook page where they've got lots of information. Okay. Um and we so that's the childhood tumour childhood trust childhood tumour trust. Okay. Um, right. and then so then what happens is you so you look around the exhibition a bit you go in for the the opening comments and the main speakers in the main hall as i just mm-hmm. described um and then you get lunch you get a hot or cold lunch lovely always good oh, always good always good health is love a lunch indeed we're used to our uh, little pack ups aren't we sandwiches <laughs> so and then you so they did a masterclass session so there were sort of about eight or nine different sessions that you could go into, Uh master classes. Um, I went into one about managing stress, which was very interesting. (laughs) We um, need that. Claire Chambers, yes, (laughs) indeed. And it was just talking about mindfulness. And that thing of actually, you know, we are doing a stressful job. It is okay to feel like... You're allowed to feel feel emotional and overwhelmed at times. Yeah, and it's just that, you know, how do you manage that and things... And just ensuring, and in fact, funnily enough, we were talking about how stressful it can be seeing um, families in these moments of high stress and yeah, things. Yeah. And you always feel a bit like, well, I shouldn't be feeling guilty because I'm far better off than them. But actually, in a way, you're a secondary victim to their stress it's, because yeah, sometimes ignored is, that trauma, isn't yeah. it? Because you you feel like, well, you know, they're living it. All I'm having to do is talk to them about it they're actually living this scenario which is absolutely awful but actually you know recognizing that impact that that containing those emotions and really actively listening to someone who's going through such awful things the impact that has on you yeah and I think we often do expect too much of ourselves as well and yeah and of each other yeah Freudian slip (laughs) (laughs) definitely Definitely we do yeah and to sort of how to look at that and recognize that and things um and then i'm mean, I'm not going to talk too much about the session that i did with angela because it was one of those things we we did a similar session last year but angela has been very involved up in um humber with mm. CPHFA branch up there with regard to um looking at um, the threatened and job cuts and things okay. and role yeah. changes so she's been very, very active in that and very involved. So she was talking about from the union point of view and okay, about good. action within sort of empowerment within the union and things. Yeah. Um, and for me, I look at it more personally as a sort of still, I still feel a, a newly qualified I know, health yeah. visitor. yeah and sort of being empowered with and doing things like within shared governance within my trust Mm. and by doing the the blogging and the Mm. podcasting Mm. now as well and just being able to engage with social media and I think it's a real it's interesting sort of chatting to a colleague who who was just like oh no yeah, I'm beyond <laughs> trying to do social media and things with health visits and things but I think it does make a big difference yeah. and it's a really easy thing it, it's not as tricky as analyzing a whole article and stuff yeah it is just that thing of actually taking out, time out to dip in see what other health visits are doing yeah, I um, need to be much better at it. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to Jenny's going to give me. You're going to give me a masterclass in Twitter. Yeah, because that, I that's clearly need it for overlaunch. our. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I am a HV Twitter <laughs> feed. Definitely, and it is just quite motivating as well to really. It does give you that that push, and it's something. It can be very easy to end up in a bit of a negative swirl at times with things yeah. at work, and if things aren't going great. And so, albeit it might feel like it's stepping into a bit of an, an um, a virtual world, but actually, it is that thing where it's just quite nice sometimes to to hear people saying about different you know different things they're doing. Yeah. And can make you actually. I think we often are very good at dwelling on the bad things. It's true. And not really remembering all the positive impacts that, we're that doing. we've had. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's good. We all need that in our lives, yeah. don't we? Yeah. So in the afternoon, um, the final sort of lecture of the day was the Nick Robin Memorial Lecture. And this is always someone who um, is of great interest, Mm. um, often very powerful speakers. So a couple of years ago, it was Lauren Lefebvre Mm. of the um, Breck Foundation. And her son was groomed online and actually murdered by uh, a relatively young... Man as well, um, sort of but yes. she talks a lot about internet safety mm. and the fact that he was you know sort of almost groomed from under her nose mm. um, and isolated from his friends and things. Um, and then this year it was um, Jasvinder Sangira who runs Karma right. Nirvana. Oh and yes, you were telling me yeah, about her. Yeah. So around sort of honor-based violence, yeah. and forced marriage, yeah, and i think this is a really important we were actually talking about maybe doing a future podcast on this yes. because it's so important yeah i've listened to a similar talk recently by another wonderful speaker yeah and i just think it's an issue that health visitors need to be much more aware of very much and yeah i mean i oh, i mean i would go on for ages if i start to talk about it mm. but just needless to say her experience of Ending up isolated from her family, mm. um, and the fact, you know, sort of, and the support that she, she and her, the foundation give to other yeah, women victims, and men yeah. um, to escape it, and they also have um, a helpline that professionals can approach, and yeah. it's a really useful resource for them to use for us to use yeah. if we are concerned. There might be signs of forced marriage at the risk of on based violence and because especially you know sometimes these families what we're visiting they do they, they might have a baby and they might also have teenagers yeah and definitely. so looking out for those things and they actually on the helpline you can phone up if you have concerns and they will signpost you and guide you through um and how to manage your, it. yeah and how Safety. to how to approach things how to word things so that you know that you're going to be getting the information, the, the information that, you, that need. you need and things. Yeah. Um, I think that's so important. The So that's, what's the name of that organisation? Karma. Karma Nirvana. There's also ICRO, which are the organisation that did the presentation oh, that I've okay. just listened to. Which stands for the Iraqi and Kurdish Women's Rights Organisation, right. I think. Oh, and they're not just supporting Iraqi... I think it was set up, it was founded in that way. But okay. they're not only supporting Iraqi and Kurdish well, women now. And they also have a helpline for professionals sim- similar as Similar well. to... Um, Jasvinder is of uh, Sikh origin. But obviously it covers wider... Okay, yeah. Um, so it's not Other just... Other groups. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, really important issue. And one that we will come back to in a future, f- future podcast, definitely. Yeah. So the next day it was interesting because it was um in Cardiff. Mm. So obviously we didn't apart from having John Ashworth, Jonathan Ashworth, we didn't have any other English Parliament or English okay, government yeah. organisations there. So um in Wales the NSPC have um been working with the Welsh um sort of parliament and things to um, set up a, a campaign about um, ending physical violence against okay. children. Okay. So, all oh, yeah, kind of smacking, not yeah. smacking and things, which I mean, it feels like the thunder's been slightly stolen by Scotland and the uh, law <laughs> that they've recently announced. Well, it's great that there's so much movement yeah. on this issue, just but generally. It seems in Wales it has been a big sort of public health Excellent. issue. There's been a couple of different campaigns recently. And so it was interesting to hear where they're at, and it it seems to be that they're working on this in, in Wales, are receptive to it, Scotland, obviously, receptive to it, yeah. and they're hoping that England will get on board. Yeah, but it seems to be a bit of a thing sometimes where these things there's a groundswell in Wales and Scotland, and then finally, England, yeah, England kind England of go, finally oh, gets okay with the program. Yeah, yeah. We're a bit slow to the party sometimes, aren't we? Definitely. Um, and I then, um, so they then had more masterclasses and went to a really interesting one um, with, the, um, with school nurses from Doncaster. Okay. And they have set up um, an e-clinic. Um, uh, for yes, their sure. this their sounds sort really of interesting. Secondary, you know, I think they're kind of targeting secondary school um, children. Um, and it's amazing. It's like they download an app And then they can um, request on the app an appointment slot for a virtual consultation. Okay. And it's kind of like using a a sort of instant message platform. I've used similar things for like, you know, when my computer broke and I had to go to the Apple store online and like talk to their online help, whatever, you know, via those. So what happens is, so the, the frustrating thing is, and as ever, these things come down to commissioning and this is a relatively new service. Mm. And so it's not actually formally commissioned. So Mm. they're a very small team doing it because Mm. they're doing it on a voluntary basis. Okay. They're actually having to do it because they offer the slots, I think it's between like five and seven. Right. Okay. Um. In the afternoon. Okay. And so they're actually having to sort of cover this Give their and, own time. and sort of do it. Sort of weren't getting paid for those hours, but it's not work that they're commissioned for. I see. So they're having to look at when they're looking at retendering. They're actually looking at putting it into the commissioning. Yeah. Okay. Um, because they're realising it is something which is very needed. Yeah. And they're they're unable to run it as much as they would like to at the moment mm. um, but it sounds really positive and it seems to be a platform that the teenagers are happy to use and comfortable using mm. the um from the point of view of note taking because it's all documented there they can then transfer it into the, the notes. so they've got the sort of the, the documentation of the the Great. consultation and yeah. things um and also yeah they have where they they Described a case where some a teenager had kept making appointments but not um, fulfilling them, not actually okay. attending yeah, the, the sure. consultation. And so then they were able, they knew where she was at school and things, they could then follow up and find out if it was maybe her not understanding properly how to use the app, or whether there was something going on, they had that chance to follow up. So So it's not an anonymous system, it's they're registered when they, okay, that's interesting as well, isn't it? Because they'll send out a text message, the app sends out a text message to remind them when... It is, sounds, so I mean, we've, we've got to be a little bit smarter, haven't we, with the way we do things? Definitely, definitely. I think parents are pretty responsive every time I try and involve anything technological, which isn't very often because I'm not very technological <laughs> myself. But when I do try, it is it's generally responded yeah, It's something well. which I think, yeah, we have to be aware that actually the parents of the babies that we're beginning to see are... Yeah, a lot of them are millennials. Yeah. Young. <laughs> young. <laughs> um and yeah, they they might want They're savvy to with this in the rest of their lives. Much like, more savvy, yeah. yeah. I mean obviously with the e Red books coming soon. Yeah, well, which also so we ongoing. need to talk about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was really interesting. And then I went into the um the concurrent sessions, I went into the health promotion ones. Um, which was really good. There was um the main reason I went in is because actually um Helen Bedford who's a professor of child health was presenting on the immunization article that we actually spoke about in our last podcast <laughs> um, which was amazing and Fantastic! it was really interesting to hear her talk and um, I'm really chuffed to say that I, I told her about our podcast And we actually had really good feedback from her about the episode. (laughs) Thank goodness for that. Phew. Yeah. Everybody wipes a little little, uh, little little sigh of relief there. Definitely. (laughs) Um, But also in that same talk as well, there were, um, so we had uh, Mary Wilson, who is a consultant in dental public health in Wales, Mm. and... Now it's funny because I heard a little bit about this already, but it sounds like you haven't. But we are there is a campaign now with the British Society of Pediatric Dentistry for dental check by one. Yeah, I had heard something about you know before they're one, it's good to get them kind of seen by Mm. a dentist and checked. Um, I hadn't heard about a formal campaign, but you know I have heard on the grapevine that that's. So they're actually talking about. yeah as soon as take children to see the dentist as soon as teeth come through okay um and it's that thing of getting that early messages across not so much about getting the babies used to the dentist but more enforcing the message with the parents about brushing the teeth twice yeah. daily using the fluoride toothpaste yeah. you know and, and setting getting... up good habits i suppose exactly isn't it? exactly because I mean, it does still happen yeah i'll see babies in nine to twelve month review and and they've the not started brushing their teeth yet. Either yeah. haven't, or they're they're doing it, but not every day. Yeah, it's yeah. Mad. It's, uh, it's I mean, it is common, I suppose. But in and also, I think it's common for the children to not want you to do it. But what you're kind of not, I guess, is harder. Is if they get older and you've not done it routinely, then it's going to become very difficult when they're two, three. Yeah. You know, and it's not just part of a normal no. routine. So then we were kind of back into the, the main hall for the final couple of presentations. Um, and the first one was um, just, I think, left everyone floating a bit and a bit more kind of, wow, we're amazing. Because um, it was by the, uh, the new honorary president of CPHVA, um, Carrie Grant. Now Have you heard of Carrie yes, Grant before? Yes, yeah, yeah. And not well known for her health visiting <laughs> um, she isn't a health visitor so she is if you thinking i vaguely remember that name why do i know it um she's actually a, a vocal coach she was one of the vocal coaches on fame academy oh um <laughs> which I used to like, I I think was much better than <laughs> X factor and I'm not just saying that because she's the only representative of CPHPA um <laughs> but she was fantastic so she was there I, I we saw I saw her briefly um, sort of coming out of a presentation and going into another and uh, she slightly stood out because she had the most amazing shoes on. Oh, always good. Um, I I did end Love up a good pair I, of shoes. I did have to comment on them. They they were <laughs> they were black. They were suede. They were stilettoy platforms. Goodness they were, me! Oh my god, they were breathtaking. And the speed <laughs> that she could walk in them, I was just like, oh my word! I just take my hat off to you. Um, but she, um, she t- did you did. T- listen to her talk as well yes sorry it wasn't I I, I I was over the shoes by the time she spoke I uh, I was watching across the exhibition hall at lunchtime over so the shoes and oh, they had a gold trim as well oh they very were just, nice oh yeah they were everything <laughs> <laughs> everything that I cannot wear <laughs> yeah, this is true um but she did um she um has so she has let me get this right if I recall correctly, she has four children. Several of whom wow. Oh yeah, and they have a lot of health problems. Four among children them. And still wears those shoes. It's oh just, yeah, yeah, She's very yeah. impressive yeah. woman, isn't it? Well, really. She's. To be goodness fair, they're a bit older. Um, <laughs> but she has um, she has children. Uh, two children with autism. She has a child with um, severe attachment problems Gosh. and things. Um, she herself has Crohn's disease, so oh my she goodness, has a plate. Yeah, but she has. So she set up. Um, a parent support group for children with autism, kind of in her front room. Oh wow. That grew to about sixty parents. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. A a powerful force to lobby locally for facilities for them and things, which is amazing. And so she comes in yeah, she's brilliant because she comes in, she's fearless. She sounds like a force to be reckoned with. Definitely. And she's done a lot of um training about leadership before. And it was that mm. interesting where turning leadership on its head a bit and saying, look, you know, to be a leader, you don't have to be the one barking orders at the no. front. Yeah, and actually, you, know, you can be a catalyst mm. le- leader mm. and be the one in the group who actually helps engineer the change, but actually quite quietly. and, yeah, don't and have just to lead really, from the front. Yeah, mm. and really highlighted how actually in our teams, we are all leaders. Yeah. We just have different methods of doing it. And the thing that sort of really stuck in my head was she was explaining about how when we go into a house to do a visit, we are the leader. We mm. are leading that conversation. We are leading that chat. Yeah, you're guiding and that guiding contact, it. And guiding yeah. And actually, you know, you, you can't be a health visitor and say, oh, no, I don't do leadership. I'm not a leader. Because yeah. we are. We yeah. all are. And also that thing about discomfort. And really highlighting that thing about, you know, is at this point she suddenly pointed out the piano had suddenly appeared on stage. And you could always feel the shift in the whole room where everyone was like, oh, pants. <laughs> are we going to have to sing? And yeah, lo and behold, we end up singing. Oh my goodness. Um, there are videos online, I think, already. Um, if not, I definitely tweeted a video, which probably you can hear me a bit too loudly on. <laughs> i'll show it to you so everyone bit. needs to go away and listen to that yeah. that is the main message if you take nothing more from this podcast no no <laughs> um but that thing about um acknowledging and going with discomfort yeah because we, we have to ask <laughs> yeah. uncomfortable questions at times it's true and she said, Look, there's a piano, what are you all gonna do? Run from the room? Um, and it, which no one did actually, I should point out for the record. No no one ran. No one ran. <laughs> no <laughs> and one it liked was that it. thing of accepting, actually, yeah, this is an uncomfortable situation for us. But actually we can let's, handle let's it. go with it, we can handle it. And a real kind of thing of you think, well actually yeah, how often does that happen on a visit? It's true. Where there's there's an elephant in the room that you you've know got, got to talk about to yeah go there. Somehow and you've ask got, that got question. to find a way in. Yeah. 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 And then the very final um, talk of the day was uh, with Professor Dame Elizabeth... Um, oh, I hope I say this right. Annie and Wu. Um, it sounded like an excellent job of the pronunciation, oh, I can hope I say? So. I hope so. She's a very, very lovely lady. Professor, so if you're to. listening, please contact us and tell I us know. whether we've you Don't on joke, don't joke. She's amazing. So, Elizabeth is a, a health visitor. And... Um she has also she set up the first ever sickle cell service ah. in Barnet, having observed um similar services be it was it's a clinical nurse Fabulous. specialist in America Immortus. and brought us. and wonderful she had I mean she has an amazing um story. so she has um she actually has written a book, her life story, um, mm. and it's called Mixed Blessings from a Cambridge Union. Uh, That's a really interesting title, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, which kind of completely makes sense when you read it. I always want to say, just go. You can download the book on Amazon. You can download it for Kindles and things. Um, I've got a copy myself, which I got signed by her, which Ooh, was lovely. Um, celebrity she was, signing. She was doing them on the way out. Bless her. So um, <laughs> we, I managed to get one. Um, but yeah, absolutely breathtaking. And she was also one of the um, the key uh, trustees behind the campaign to get the um, Statue of Mary Seacole um, outside oh, St. Thomas's. Oh, fantastic. So no, she was incredibly empowering. and She sounds amazing. And you know what? She just it makes it sound like it was so straightforward without sounding big headed. or she was just i could have heard her speak for so long fabulous um and much yeah i'd have been happy to miss my train to just <laughs> hear her speak even more i love that when you're just in a session and you're like this is so good i don't even care just yeah. run over by all means it'll yeah. be fine completely, just carry on talking <laughs> completely um but no really sure sh- and i definitely recommend sort of looking into her uh her book and her life story a lot more Mm. um yeah she's a real kind of in very interesting. a lot of adversity and yeah she's come away so um driven that's fantastic i'll definitely have to look that book up i think yeah Mm. i'll let you have a peek at mine if you ask nicely thanks so it sounds like overall a really kind of inspiring definitely conference yeah coming away feeling like yeah um And it's a thing where there were... So some people went with places funded by the trust. Mm -hmm. If you get involved with your local CPHVA branch, they can help with... Funding of it as well. Oh, okay. I didn't Um, know that. There's also um, bursaries available for if you're a student or newly qualified and you haven't been to conference before, then look up with CPHVA. There are ways of getting funded places. I think that's a really important thing to say actually, because that was my main reason I couldn't go was is just funding. You know, and I think health visitors up and down the country will be sort of in the same boat as me. Definitely, definitely. And it's really difficult because there are obviously. Yeah, budgets are so tight. You don't mm. really think of there being things, but it's worth looking into. And even if your student health visitors look into at, yeah, within your own universities, yeah, there may well be ways that you can apply for funding. Yeah, that's a good and, point. And yeah, from the point of view of just being able to summarize and pass on, yeah, in, yeah, information to your 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 group afterwards. Yeah, um it's it's well worth doing. And okay. It just Great. really helps you know, build links and things. And just to sort of, you know, it, I mean, there's like little things like um someone who I was talking to mentioned that for their six to eight week reviews, they use the six to eight week ASQ paper. Oh, yeah. I've, yeah, I've heard that from a couple of people. And it was one of those things where actually it was like, actually from the point of view of, because I, I, I've i not looked at the ASQ paper before, but from what they described as being on it. Yeah. And I thought, actually, if you've got a mum who you're concerned there are issues with attachment or they've got anxiety or a yeah. of depression. Yeah. It might be what useful a useful thing to be able yeah. to go through, to be able to help them really focus on the baby mm. and to highlight the positives, the things that are going well. Yeah, perfect. And yeah, and so it's kind of little mm. things like that where you go, oh, actually, that's something which I could maybe adapt into my own practice. It's great, isn't it? Because every time you talk to another health visitor, you pick up a little oh, tip definitely. or something that you can think, oh, I could do that. That's a good idea. Yeah. I might do that in my practice. Yeah yeah it's a great great and point and yeah and again with like the posters a lot of the posters had things where you were like mm. wow yeah that's <laughs> something which is close to what we're doing already but actually we could do easily to be, easy to yeah. incorporate yeah yeah great well it sounds wonderful so we'll all have to be flocking there for indeed. the next conference indeed and it's in bournemouth next year so we like to see oh lovely <laughs> 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 let's hope it's sunshiny so we can all go on the beach it's going to be in England still. So, uh... <laughs> we won't hold out too much hope for that. <laughs> But no, well, All thanks right. for listening, and uh, we'll hear from you again soon, hopefully. Yeah, please, if you have any topics or suggestions or ideas for future podcasts or something comes up in the office and you think, do you know what, I'm always wanting to know what the evidence base is on that or what, what am I actually supposed to be saying to parents when they ask me that question, because I'm not 100% sure, then please email us. You can get us at Iamahealthvisitor at gmail.com. Um, and um on on twitter it's at i am a hv okay lovely or on our facebook page um i am a health visitor as well so do look us up and get in touch um we're really excited to hear from people so um hopefully we'll speak to you soon and thanks very much for listening thank you guys bye